Back up, please. Hello and welcome to Indicast episode number 245. I'm your host, Aditya, and along with me, I have Abhishek. Hello, everyone. A very good morning from Mumbai and not so great for India. We've recording, we are recording this a week after India went down to Australia in the World Cup. How was it there in Canada? All my friends, um, a few of them woke up. I did not see India bat, but I watched the entire bowling session and it was heartbreaking. It was like a slow death. Yeah. It wasn't that Australia, Australia gave, gave India some uh, hope and then they gradually kept on chugging at the right required run rate, which made four marega, licking then. It was heartbreaking to watch. After having won 10 matches in a row, and uh, the 11th one, we had a bit of a sniff at the beginning when the two fast bowlers, Bumrah and Shami, who took those two wickets. But yeah, you're right. It Slowly and steadily, uh, the match slipped away from us. Travis Head, uh, there was a tweet from 2016 of Shane Vaughan that went viral, where he had written something like, uh, just saw a future Australian superstar in the making. This Travis, this Travis Head is some character, something of those lines. Really? Yeah. That so he must have really? been twenty four, I think at the time. Now he's twenty nine. This is five six years ago, and there was a time when Travis Head in the IPL in restaurants during the IPL he would take the front door because he looked a little similar to AB De Villiers who could then slip out of the back door. That's where he started. Had he oh not contributed God. anything with the bat and had they won and somebody else would have done it, his, his main contribution came when he caught Rohit Sharma, man, the diving catch, much like uh, yeah. much like Kapil. Kapil Dev, right? I think that was a turning point of the match, wasn't it? And, and, and that catch sort of also apparently triggered the... Uh, first of all, he was going crazy, right? He was on his he was on his way for the beginning, and that sort of spurred on the team. For it was a brilliant fielding effort, from what I read and what I saw in the highlights, etc. Do, do you want to hear a, 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 an honest fan's assessment? There was a guy whom they caught outside the outside the Narendra Modi Stadium. What went wrong, Karge? And uh, perfect assessment. So Rahul is doing this. Kail Rahul. He's not giving him a chance. डिप फाइन लेकर रखा और शॉट फाइन लेकर रखा तो बॉडी लाइन ही बॉल डाल रहे उसको उसके बाद सूर्य कुमार आया सूर्य कुमार पे भी स्ट्रेटजी की उन लोगों ने वहां मिड ऑफ खाली रखा डिप फाइन पे दो ले लिए उन लोगों ने लेकिन जो चेंज ऑफ पेस डाले बाउंसर भी डाले लेकिन स्लो वाले बाउंसर डाले के सूर्य कुमार कुछ नहीं कर पाया उसको उसको भी मैक्सवेल ने मछली डाली थी उन लोगों ने के उनसे पहले अच्छे स्पिनर बॉलर थे जंपा को नहीं लाया उन लोगों ने उन लोगों ने लगाया मैक्सवेल को कि एक छग्गा मारेगा एक चौका मारेगा फिर मछली फंसेगी और मछली फंसी वहां रोहित शर्मा फंसा और ऐसे ही आज वो टेविस हेड खेल रहा था ओपनर उनका वो लास्ट तक मैं जिता ले गया रोहित शर्मा को वो वाली पारी आज खेलनी थी लेकिन इंडिया की वहां कमी रही रोहित शर्मा भी मारने मारने में गए पेट कमिंस ने कह दिया था कि एक लाख तीस हजार को मैं चुप करा दूंगा मैं सैल्यूट करता हूँ पेट कमिंस को कि उसने अपना कमिटमेंट पूरा किया <laughs> that uh, I think the only guy outside uh, the Narendra Modi Stadium who was a bit of a sport because nobody really clapped after any Australian, uh, you know, went about their uh, business. It was definitely a shock to everyone, right? They did not expect this. Would it be right to say that this was a time when India were, for the first time, were by far the favourites to win in a World Cup final? Yes. But apparently there were other things that happened. 
the the stats show that no Australian wickets were lost after uh, after the Prime Minister joined in his own <laughs> named stadium. That was so funny that people were coming up with all those sort of. There things. was uh, Panauti was trending. Panauti was, Panauti. was, was trending <laughs> on, on Twitter, and yeah, that's what happened. Panauti for oh. if if we have one American listener who doesn't know what Panauti means, it's it's uh, unlucky. Is that the translation? A unlucky. bad omen. Bad omen. Yeah, that that happened. So first time, by the way, three hundred million tuned in to watch the World Cup final alone on TV. Imagine if India would have won, and this is with one twenty-five k people in the stadium, biggest ever crowd in in, in any sporting event. Yeah. It would have been deafening. And somebody sent a screen grab on Hotstar. That's where we watch our. That's where it was being streamed. Oh, yeah. So on the corner right, it says five point five CR watching crore or so. That CR ke baad somebody put in ing. Five point five after after what was happening on the on the field, but uh, the toss and the pitch, come on! How big an impact it would have been a much closer match. Not saying that they wouldn't have won. At least it would have been a much much closer, fairer game, same conditions, and then play, and then the effort comes in. If it is lopsided in terms of the conditions that you are given, then yeah. Was toss was taken out of the equation because when they asked Rohit Sharma what he would have done, he said he would have batted first, and Cummins took fielding anyway. So I think it it went. It which went is right. which is what yeah. I said is yeah. that is that the team that is batting second has an has a massive advantage, not in terms of skills but in terms of conditions. Oh well, that has been there since day night matches began, didn't it? So this was my other question: is why have a day and night match? The numbers would still have been there. I would, in fact, argue that. The numbers would be better because Australians would have a better time zone to watch it. Oh, right, that's true. It would also cover yeah. the Europe by the, the, no issues there. Yeah, yeah, right? true. South Africa as well. They would cover. At least it would have been a fairer match, right? Oh, fairer! Well, uh, it's one day cricket, man. This is cricket. All day fairer, matches. Uh, okay, fairer. Sorry, fairer conditions. Conditions, yeah. Okay. Of yeah. course, finally, teams have to come and perform. Wo yeah, to hai. Yeah. Yeah, and and just a couple of days ago, India played Australia again in a T Twenty final, or rather in a T Twenty match, three or four days after the World Cup, and India won. And I think India chased two hundred and nine with one ball to spare. And there there was this meme on WhatsApp which uh, showed uh, that Anand Bai from Munna Bai, who sits on a wheelchair throughout that movie, where you know San- uh. Sanjay that scolds the doctors. Oh why, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you calling him subject when he should be called Anand Bai? That Anand Bai is sitting staring into. Nothingness and the line at the bottom reads. Now, ab subject ko har jeet ke baad khushi mehsus nahi hoti. So I don't know whoever kept that uh, match man three days, three days after this. Three days after what you say? After, after World Cup the final? World Cup finals, yeah. They had a T20 match between India and Australia where Surya Kumar Yadav captained. This was all scheduled. This part of the scheduling calendar where uh, they wanted to make as much as they could while Australia was still in India. I think the team was different. Bulk of the folks who played the finals weren't there but yeah that's what it is it is coming down to oh that's you, really crazy you, that who who did this is this like what even even uh, in 2011 when india won the world cup a week later the ipl had begun because there's money in it on that point one of the notes that i have is how big an impact do you think ipl had on this one given that almost all australians play in ipl they know the conditions well i think this was ashwin in his uh, podcast his He he does a podcast series in Tamil, I think. He is talking about how Cummins chose to field first because uh, he he made a reference to black sand 
or rather black soil vis-a-vis oh, yes. red soil i haven't heard the podcast or the translation how it holds up basically how it holds up yeah but they've played enough in indian conditions to know a few things about it anyways yeah. let's move on from the cricket world cup to the other thing that is also related to gujarat there is a massive impact on the diamond industry of surat as a result of the the prolonged ukraine war yeah. and the latest hamas and israel conflict that is happening and this diwali season was not a good time to be a diamond worker in surat yes that's right because surat uh, is called the diamond capital of india it polishes 9 out of the 10 diamonds or so it claims in in the world so russian rough is what the local uh, lingo is for the diamonds that are imported since the time the war began and after america slapped sanctions on russia countries can't trade with it unless they want to get uh, blacklisted so one of the reasons is that the diamond roughs from russia are not uh, coming down to india and generally the demand across the world has slowed down so the exports have declined and uh, just to talk about yep. the numbers uh, 2/5 of india's total diamond trade volume and 30% in value around 18 billion dollars is what we uh, russia contributes to that amount and uh, so that has suddenly stopped that has stopped and this is the mines from alrosa which mm. is the world's biggest diamond producing company and they operate mines etc there is no supply coming in from russia and so as a result there aren't enough diamond roughs as you call it yeah for polishing and all the artwork that happens in in india yeah and on top of it now we have the the israel issue that is happening india exported about a billion dollars worth of diamond to israel last year in 2022 23 and it is also a major trading hub for the raw materials etc massive numbers there and that is also on hold right now because of the conflict that has broken out out there gujarat diamond workers associations has shut down 400 diamond factories now when we say diamond factories these are also sh- small one room odd size places where artisans work and do their to their mm. craft around 400 such diamond factories have been shuttered already they have been closed there are 8 lakh workers artisans in the diamond industry out there 30 workers have already said to have committed suicide yeah. in about 5 months that is yeah that this is painful i had no idea it was that this big a deal yes and uh, many did not get this diwali was bad so most of the folks didn't get their uh, yearly bonuses many have been asked to stop working uh, if you are working 8 hours you now you have to get by uh, working just 6 hours or so and then they are relieved the vacation time that they have that is prolonged and all this happens when modi will be in uh, gujarat to uh, inaugurate uh, surat diamond bourse the world's biggest office building oh, in, yes. in december uh, on december 17th i think it's a sunday so it's bigger apparently than the pentagon where all the traders who sit in surat will move to uh, surat diamond bourse in fact some of them from mumbai have are also uh, choosing to you know go there everybody under the same roof it's a big big office so and and i think they have not faced this kind sort of a crisis since uh, a 2008 financial crisis which was the investment banking bust that happened in the us after that demonetization uh, they were just fine because people wanted to get rid of cash which most of the whole business is based on cash covid also wasn't yeah. as bad but this is turning out to be a bit of a prolonged impact the war 
uh, especially in in Ukraine. In fact, even the Western outfits, I mean, your your Tiffany's of the world, where these diamonds go finally, you know, Manhattan or what, what is that? New York's Fifth Avenue or those expensive shops. They have also uh, on their website, Tiffany's website, and I quote from their website, it states that uh, since March last year, it has quote paused the sourcing of all rough diamonds from Russia regardless of where they were cut and polished now regardless of where they were cut and polished they've put that clause because there was one law a loophole which uh, which countries like india could uh, dig into where they said hey these are not russian diamonds anymore we've added value to it so you don't consider them as russia russian so that they could get away with that for a while but now that's not happening anymore even the allied industries uh, i mean air conditioning industry for example uh, has taken a hit people buying safes or you know these big safes the, the the sales of those have gone down by 30 percent but the the most interesting uh, i think part of the whole diamond trade there is angadia system which is mind-blowing which is uh, the supply chain system <laughs> it's like crazy. yeah it's all based on trust man it's entire the, this is it's yeah. a cash business so if there is a trader in surat he wants to send some diamonds to some some jeweler in mumbai or hyderabad now he will get an angadia who's been around in that uh, city for 50 years and his family so he'll say hey these are the diamonds you go and give it to that chap in mumbai at zaveri bazaar so they actually carpool uh, with a gunman so if there are three different angadias uh, you know different courier boys they'll sit carpool go there uh, give the diamond and then that if it's a high value transaction uh, let's say in that with a jeweler in hyderabad then that guy will give him a will tell him that you hand over this money to your uh, you know trader in gujarat only if he has a 10 rupee note which has this number on it it's like that passcode yeah. and they don't have to actually take that money that the jeweler has given in hyderabad or mumbai in a train or in that car back there he calls up his guy in gujarat saying that this is the number on the note you take that note and pay this money to whoever has this note so it is like a hawala the money is moving without moving borders of states and it's all cash and they carpool man which is pretty cool i've heard of people also on the, the mumbai mumbai andabad train route and the surat route as well is full of angadias angadias it's a family uh, profession because there is just so much trust built in right that the certain traders will only work from people from that particular because mere dada ne aapke dada ke sath types, you know. But however, there is a latest deal that has been struck between the the trading diamond trading community and FedEx for international deliveries. So now, any online transactions that can be carried out, they have appointed FedEx as their approved partner who will carry out certain agreed shipping. Uh, you know, the way that they want. To ensure the and sanctity of the deal completely, so sitting anywhere in the world, you can just log online and carry out a digital purchase of you know whatever value, and FedEx is there to deliver it to anywhere in the world. So yes, so this this profession, I don't know how long it will be there. Supply chains are getting digitized or getting professionalized. I'm pretty sure these families will move into. I really. Under- I, I really doubt that, man. I think this cash system is not going anywhere. Even if you have the biggest uh, office in the world sitting there, they still do business uh, in this kind. In fact, when a trader buys diamonds from a manufacturer, there is a credit period of 7 days to 45 days, depending on how the rapport is. Yeah. And it's on a piece of paper, 
a white simple i mean if if it's like a ticket okay something is lying down you write it down you sign it and you give it to him and then on the 46th day the guy just brings that paper and you know that it's not forged or anything uh, and they they, <laughs> they 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 value that or they honor their commitment which was given on simple piece of paper so you have on one hand internet enabled automated iot enabled uh, uh, lifts and <laughs> huge parking lots and on the other hand but the business is very informal uh, being done just the way it was when their forefathers would do it it's just that they're moving places but not uh, moving times it works apparently it works yes right? absolutely in fact the police it station works. is right there in that uh, you know everybody knows this goes on angadia system is not exactly the most uh, legal systems in the world right because it's all cash nobody is paying tax anywhere so but yeah. but that just yeah. works yeah, yeah. W- w- moving on from this very very trust based business run by families let's move on to talking about a quick chat about about whatever happened at open ai by the way the board of directors suddenly announced that the ceo was out sam altman was out for not being what was it what was the what was the exact word Cons- consistently uh, candid in his communications uh, on november candid, uh-huh. yeah. yeah 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 i'm going to try that out with my with my <laughs> son saying that don't be inconsistent in statement yeah. he, they basically called him that <laughs> they called him a liar came into office for discussions to get rehired didn't happen microsoft announced they were going to have, they were going to hire he announced that he was joining microsoft and just kidding he joined open ai again yeah man it was a roller i mean all this happened in what four days open ai which uh, uh, folks who use chat gpt it comes from open ai stable everybody and their cousins have used it so you're right and all this happened i think it was november 17th uh, they fired him november 19th microsoft uh, made an offer november 20th uh, satya nadella said irrespective of where sam is he is working with microsoft as <laughs> a and yeah exactly i mean the biggest microsoft we don't care he's yeah, still man. working for us and and november 21st you're right he was back as a ceo and probably under a new board because the older board who fired him was now in turn fired that's what happened and microsoft's uh, share price which had fallen by 2% at the news of the guy sacking it recovered quickly and on november 22nd uh, its market value reached an all time high of 2.8 trillion dollars all this happened in 6 6 days uh, open ai is nothing without its people is what was trending or rather this was a quote from in social media because all of some 700 odd guys almost all of them uh, threatened uh, most of them rather threatened to resign after their boss uh, left uh, what allegiance to a boss uh, a company could have these are the same 800 people who if you offer them a little bit more will switch to the uh, will switch to their competitors i have strong opinions on on ai and then or rather whatever has been happening for the last 4 5 years is we already have one tech billionaire richest guy who is seemingly gone rogue and this the now open ai and given how how the impact that the community itself who understands this and and by far everyone agrees with them says that it can have on the society depending on which direction it goes in terms of safety in terms of controls in terms of regulations and the company that is leading this or that actually bootstrap this so all kudos to sam altman on that when the company itself is behaving like a 5 year old it is massively concerning that this company 
is going to have such a profound impact on whatever is going to come in the future. Most experts say that no board will take such drastic actions unless there was some smoke. There has to be something that goes wrong. Sam Altman has also been fired before from y, as the chief of Y Combinator by the creator of Y Combinator for exactly these sort of reasons. He At Y Combinator, he had created a venture fund which would follow investments that were made by him. So where is the independence out there? You could There is a massive conflict of interest. Here also, he was, he was supposedly raising funds for a chip-based company, hardware company that would be good for AI. Okay? So there was massive conflict. There, there were several such things that were happening and hence he was let go. He was not being forthright, uh, are the reports. Right? And, this, and this is not coming from, you know, joblow.com this is coming from washington post this is coming from legitimate sources so and then the the new board that has come in brad taylor he was also the chairman of twitter look what has happened to twitter so clearly not the best person to have be the chairman at a company like this larry summers massive supporter of bitcoin look where it is do you really want to trust such an important company with these folks based on their recent past. Why is the company important is uh, OpenAI. 80% of the world's software developers, they have said that they use OpenAI's models more often than those of the rivals, uh, according to a proper research quoted uh, in The Economist as well. Where And what does that mean? So for those non-techies, for example, you can ask any question under the sun and GPT gives you an answer. But similarly, if your organization wants something, it could be helping your technicians to answer frequently asked questions around how to troubleshoot a PCB or a television set. So all of these, you know, solutions yeah. can be implemented. So they, so it's not Llama, which is the open source equivalent for of Facebook. It is OpenAI's models that are being used. And uh, OpenAI is a powerful uh, company. Which haven't yeah. been thoroughly tested, tested by correct. the way. So that's, right. Yeah, they're wrong on many occasions. Right. Many important occasions. Mm. Yeah, it's it, it's it's actually a non-profit outfit, uh, OpenAI, 2015. Yeah, non-profit research. Which is valued at 100 billion dollars, right? Which yeah. is which is no, the problem. That, is that, that that's that's because they said that they wanted money and they uh, created a for-profit subsidiary, uh, which was ChatGPT being one of the tools. So they figured out a way to have two separate entities, and Microsoft. That's where Microsoft invested some 13 billion dollars for a 49% stake. So, and and I think if, yeah. in, in that sense they've gone ahead of, I mean, Apple would be wondering or Google might be one, mainly Google, that they missed a trick on on being the first ones to get there like they were in, in during the search era. But it happened so fast and that's where the board did not agree with some Sam Altman, right? That I think you're going to market before having uh, tested for it all. And I think you told me you gun for regulation, but the problem is everybody is trying to figure this out and the regulations are July. Biden's administration, they, they called Google, Meta, Microsoft, OpenAI they, to make, quote, voluntary commitments, unquote, whatever that would mean, to have their AI products inspected by experts. Now, who might the experts be? Because the guys who are experts are actually coding them. Even the British government did the same thing on the 1st of November. It got a, a, a similar group of folks to sign one non-binding agreement that allows regulators to test their AIs. Yeah, absolutely. right. But this is who might the experts be. I think this is also a narrative that has been created by California, like Silicon Valley junta, is that, oh, we are the experts. This problem, this framework, regulatory framework exists with FDA. Not anyone can come up with a medicine and post that out and start giving it out. It has to go through certain things. Yes, it takes years, 
but it takes years for a particular reason. If that has been done for drug delivery, a physical product, I'm sure that you can come up with a regulatory body, which does the thorough weight. And what is happening? If models, a model has to be tested and retested, and one of the suggestions or one of the options they have to regulate is they look at if uh, the sale of chips to train those large language models, you need really powerful chips. The cloud computing firms today have to inform authorities when customers, which means the likes of OpenAI, are training what they call the frontier models. Now, frontier models in AI is foundation models based on which you have these GPTs that respond in real time. Uh, this is how it defines them. This is also a little vague. Highly capable foundation models which could have dangerous capabilities that are sufficient to severely threaten public safety and global security. So if anyone, let's say a cloud computing firm, is suddenly getting a massive order from a Google or somebody, they have to go back to the authorities and say, hey, look, it looks like it's for LLM. Please examine it. So that's one way of, you know, trying to... You and have this, to actually, the companies hmm. have to self-report it. They have to right. fill out a form which says over a certain flops, they have to, you know, they have to get it regulated. But that is right. just a proposal. It, yeah, that's nothing right. has been done. So it is, it is completely wild west right now. Anyone can yes. do anything. Correct. The other uh, option that they are looking at, don't regulate the technology, you regulate the app. So for example, if you've got, let's say, healthcare AI, you, you make sure that it is regulated to the hilt because it has uh, safety is on the line. If it is facial recognition in public places, nobody cares these days, right? Because the police want all information, etc. So you don't regulate them as such. So some of them are talking about regulate not the technology, but the applications of technology. It's standard. Law only catches up with technology over time. It is, it, it cannot, you cannot have regulation first and technology next. And that has been the case since the start of technology. They tried doing this, with, which is... Uh, nuclear when nuclear came out they tried to do how do you control that then they said that no finally it has gone back to regulating the uranium enrichment process etc and going back to the mines you can't do rest of the things to that example of enriching you know stop enriching uranium or plutonium beyond a degree because then you would be using it for bombs and not for electricity purposes or for the betterment of mankind etc so the, the biden did i mean there was one more in the us executive uh, order that was uh, executive yeah. order they said that hey if there is too much computing power that is being used for some of this then we we've, we've got to be mindful of that unless it is you you submit what is called safety testing results dangerous why because Tomorrow you could know how to build a bomb out there, which it could have far-reaching implications. That's the whole debate, right? That can... Yeah. Uh, and, and not everybody gets gets it either. I think it was 2019. You you know this uh, uh, conversation between Elon Musk and Jack Ma, which has gone viral again now, where Jack Ma is uh, dissing Elon Musk, saying artificial intelligence is nothing. Human intelligence is much bigger than artificial intelligence. And, you know, it will it is just... Oh, yeah. Blah, blah. And, and Musk is just sitting there, doesn't know how to react to that. This was before, way before COVID and Twitter saga. And... Jack Ma was wrong. We know that just two years, three years down the line, right? Where it is. I heard a, a music by a rapper, a brilliant lyrics, brilliant music, brilliant lilt sound. And in the end, uh, the comment section, they had links, uh, which talked about how this was created in a lab. All these things are amazing, right? However, the, all these things have also been created with zero regard to laws, with zero regard to copyright, infringing on all sorts of people's properties. If other businesses need licenses to set up similar services like you and you just go and say, screw you, I, I know better, I, I can do this, so I don't care about, I don't, I don't care about the regulations. You can go and do that. 
you can deliver a better experience but the fact is you still broke the regulations how are they breaking laws though if the laws are not in place the laws themselves are not in place right, right. now how how do you think the models were trained how do you think the models got so much better they need data correct how do you, where do you think they got data from they just we just went through it online do you think they went to ny times and this is again this is coming back to this is the next google moment all the entire publishing industry was screwed by google getting free access to content and google became this 3 trillion 2 trillion dollar company whereas news organizations that helped them are struggling to survive again this new technology is being created if everyone blocked access to the crawlers from open ai data is cut off there is no technology being developed here there is nothing there in that case so again the fact that you just call yourself an uh, a non-profit while you are going and reading this uh, you know using public infrastructure or using other people's property to better yourself it just is 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 wrong right i'm curious on how did they the, how did they build a large language model vast, and nobody really has bothered to uh, sue them saying that hey everybody is saying hey i mean they, you something had to give it, it's like uber when they went into any new country they said we'll fight the local cab drivers or the unions later let me first introduce this and then they thought not that uber is a role model of a company when it comes to respecting local laws but how did open ai then get away with doing or open ai or lama all all of anybody who's in this they trade just, they're yeah, just they doing just it, announced right? it by the way it was yeah they just they just did it okay. they just did it under under developing this new thing will and then you suddenly spin off when the technology uh, is ready then you spin off into a for profit agency which was not the premise under which even if someone would have given you permission that was not the premise that under which it was sought there's an important discussion where they're talking about all these media companies need to get together and start charging for all these models to do anything with their data right what happens someone's voice is going to get and this is this was part, part of all the actors guild etc their strikes going on they are allowed to crawl all this video data create a digital a replica of their digital self they're calling it a digital twin and nobody gets paid or rather what is the business arrangement here that has not been discussed at all that's an issue with how this industry has come to be one can argue that all disruptive things need to start like this okay fine we can have that argument separately that does not make it right the next one is then who is now in charge of this important thing now think about where is is the board ever going to say anything how does a board stand up to this guy for the next couple of years to to keep him in check so the governance is gone already and then you add add people people with a lack of credibility in handling or understanding new technologies it's textbook isn't it so that's just the way it has happened in the past it will continue to it is inevitable that this in some other episode we'll talk about in the interest of time all the applications of artificial oh, intelligence yes. which uh, are absolutely mind numbing at, at one end and mesmerizing at the other it is here to stay so some laws will will be written in parallel some might be broken along the way in the name of disruption that you said but that's just the way it is because uh, all said and done gpt that is just a year old now right 24th november when uh, or around around yep. this week this week that we are all in, this in a year just all, all, this, in all year. this in a year and uh, you know ludwig ludwig ziegler the the guy from the economist who covered the silicon valley back in 95 to today 
Uh, he was on point blank and he said that the excitement I see in the valley now resembles the one back then in, in, in 20 years ago uh, or 25 years ago by now. Yes, there have been other hype cycles in the valley, the, the smartphone and perhaps the metaverse or Web3 or something like that. But but this feels diff- different. He's not seen anything like this. And so he's from from the industry. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. So which is which is to say that this is a, from, as consumer facing apps go. This has never happened in the history of the planet. This is going to be an ongoing tussle between technology and how much to push, how much how much not to. And that's where there will be some responsibility to the folks who are actually doing it. You cannot so, produce medicines without a regulatory background and checks and directors. You can't start banks without going through regulatory checks and background, credi- demonstrate credibility, etc. Regulate this thing right away at a governmental level uh, because now the industry has shown that it cannot it is not grown up enough anyways those were the topic we had that's about it for episode number 245 uh, please continue to listen do find us at www.theindicast.com or go to any podcast application and just search indicast and you will find us in the list don't forget to drop in a rating that's for me bye 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 bye